Check, check. Yeah. Put him up. Yo, yo. JT Money. So Throw late. Up. Throw him up. Throw him up. JT Money. So late. Hello everyone and welcome to what I am calling Intentional Foul. I of course am R. Castle Jr. And if you listen to the other shows then you know exactly who I am. I of course am the host of Smash Mouth. Uh, I just did the wild pitch and for those people who listen to maybe solely Smash Mouth, sorry for these past few weeks. I just haven't been able to get into the studio. But if you're listening to this, there you go. It's my uh, answer to why there have been no, been no Smash Mouth these past two weeks. But here on this show, which I, again, I'm calling Intentional Foul, it, it was going to be <clears throat> the NBA show. Or maybe, I don't know, I may just go ahead and just call it the uh, the basketball show. Because uh, maybe there might be some weeks where something in college basketball you know, exciting or big time news happen, but for the most part, I'm going to go ahead and make this an NBA show. And this, of course, today is October 30th, 2012, and it is the opening night of the NBA season of the 2012-2013 season, of course. And I decided, you know, since it's the first day of the season, I know some of you guys will probably hear this into the second, third day of the season start, but I decided to go ahead and eh, maybe try and give a little quick preview. Of all 30 NBA teams, because after all, this is, you know, <clears throat> it is my job as always. And I just, again, I mean, and I also just love to cover sports anyway, so I figured I might as well do it. Might as well do, go ahead and just do a preview show. Why the hell not? All right, let's get right into it. And we'll start off in the Atlantic Division and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics, of course, lost Ray Allen, and they also lost to Miami 4-3 in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, I mean, these guys, you know, right when everyone uh, everyone thought they were pretty much dead. I don't sure how many teams even, um, how many teams, how many people in general saw them in the Eastern Conference Finals, yet they made it there. And the starting five, at least what I have here, is the projected starting five. It has Rondo, Courtney Lee, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and, of course, Brandon Bass. And I know losing Ray Allen hurts and... For sure, Garnett and Pierce definitely feel betrayed, but, I mean, Ray Allen, he, in his mind, he feels that they gave him the better shot to win another championship, so that's where he's headed. I mean, uh, again, I mean, as I said, you can't fault him, because me, I've said it before in this program, you know, if LeBron and Wade had done, and Bosch had all done what they did when they were in their 12th year, 13th year, Etc. It wouldn't bother me that they would team up the way they did. It's just how early they teamed up is what is, is what bothered me. Other people were bothered by the fact that they just flat out got together. But it was, as for me, it's just a matter of them how late they did it. And the Celtics, you know, I'm not sure how much they revamped to make another run. I, I mean, they were able to sign Leandro Barbosa, and that that should be good. You know, Brandon Bass, as I just mentioned, stayed, and he's he's a projected starter now and other than that you know I'm not sure exactly what to expect from this team I'm not exactly sure I mean they they signed Jason Collins that will show up the front line a bit so that's good for them as well but uh, I mean I don't know I don't know if they did enough 
to where they can maybe even go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I can, I'm, I know they're a playoff team. I see them being in the playoffs. I just don't know how much damage they're going to do in the playoffs. I just don't know if. Obviously, there's chemistry there, and I mean, you know, and Jason Terry's there as well, coming off the bench, and he'll be a bit of a scoring boost off the off the bench. But I don't know. I don't know if they made enough of the right moves, or I don't know if they signed players that were just too old, even coming from the free agent market, for them to do that much damage in the East. But hey, last year, you know, we saw, you know, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, lost in seven games, when they, the Celtics, probably should have won in six. So. Again, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they did enough to Im- improve or to at least get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't know. All right, moving on to the Knicks. The Knicks, of course, lost to the Miami Heat in five games last year in the playoffs. Their starting, projected starting five is Raymond Felton, Ronnie Brewer, Carmelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler. Ronnie Brewer, of course, is a free agent pickup. And they also, of course, out of retirement, got none other than Rashid Wallace. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure what that move does for them. But, I mean, and, and first of all, let's not even forget that, that <clears throat> Carmelo Anthony and Amar Stoudemire to this day are still trying to figure out how to work on the, on the court together. And above that, we also have to remember that, I mean, Amar Stoudemire is going to be out. For they say six weeks now, so again we don't know what exactly they'll be able to do. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna come in for Amari? Steve Novak? I mean, I just <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I just can't imagine if, if someone like Steve Novak's gonna come in for him or what. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll make the playoffs again. I'm not sure how high of a seed they'll be again. Maybe no higher than sixth. I mean, especially with you know the next team that I'm about to mention or the next two actually. The first one of those two is the 76ers, who lost to the Boston Celtics in seven games in the semis. Their projecting, uh, projected starting five is Drew Holiday, Jason Richardson, Evan Turner, Spencer Haas, and Andrew Bynum. Bynum, of course, is coming over from the Lakers in a the three-team deal that, of course, sent Dwight Howard to L.A. and a handful of players over to Orlando. And... I'm not sure, and you know, those are brought in Jason Richardson, of course, and I'm not sure, and of course, they lose Andrew Andre Iguodala, and I don't know, I, I see almost a, sort of the same sort of thing with the Sixers as, as last year, I just don't see them improving that much more, I just, I think they're just going to stay stuck with what they did last year, I, I, I don't see them being more than a fifth seed, I just... I mean, I know they're bringing in Andrew Bynum, and everyone's so enamored with the guy. And at least in my eyes, he finally, over these past year and a half, has finally played to what people were thinking, you know, that he was. Like, the whole world already anointed him great. And I'm thinking to myself, what has he even done? What has he even done? It wasn't, a, to me, it wasn't until last year where he finally showed consistently the kind of player he can be. But, man, for the about the, what, the first five seasons before that, everyone was already making him a great player. You couldn't, everyone on ESPN just drooled all over him. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, let's calm down. I mean, okay, it's great. He, he has a 25-14 and 14 game, and then he follows it up with five games in a row of just 
you know, seven seven points and five rebounds or something like that. And to me, you know, people would forget that and they would stay stuck with the 25-14 game he had. Yes, but you can't have those once every six, seven games. You need to do those, do that night in, night out. You can't just pick and choose when to do it or just be up for it one night and not the other. I mean, and so that's why Bynum, I don't know if sure he's the cure-all for everything, but, I mean, again, we'll see. I, I just... I don't know. They might surprise also, but again, the Atlantic Division. Can they beat out the Raptors? Sure. The Knicks? Maybe. The Celtics, as for all that I said, and I'm not sure how much they improve themselves, I still don't know if they can come, uh, you know, uh, if they can win more games than the Celtics to win the division. I still don't know because winning the division gives you an automatic top four place because we all know the three division winners cannot finish worse than fourth and then of course the second best record can get in there so two teams for one division can be the one and two seeds so i don't know the sixers again i can see them being out the raptors in their division and then the team that's coming up next the the nets i mean they made they made some uh, pretty good moves and they could be a surprise team, so and then they could possibly possibly gel better than the Sixers. I mean, their starting five is Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Gerald Wallace, Chris Humphreys, <clears throat> and Brooke Lopez. <coughs> Excuse me. And I mean that squad, at least you know based here, what I'm uh, on paper and even not on paper, even on court, I can see that hanging with the Sixers and the Knicks and the Celtics. I mean, they could, they should. Beat out the Raptors because the Raptors starting five here. Let's mention it real quick. is Kyle Lowry, Landry Fields, DeMar DeRozan, Andrea Bargnani, and Jonas Valanciunas, who's a rookie. And, you know, it's not a horrible squad, but it's not the best squad either. I don't, I don't think it beats the Nets, Sixers, Knicks, or Celtics squad. So, again, I mean, the Nets, I think they're going to be a, a, a damn good squad. And they might – I'm not even sure if they'll sneak into the playoffs. They could finish between – Fourth and sixth, so and that wouldn't be sneaking into the playoffs. Sneaking into the playoffs, of course, seventh or eighth. Eh, I guess maybe you could put six as a sneaking in, a sneaking spot, depending on how you think of number six. If it's sneaky enough, but these guys will definitely they're they're gonna surprise people. For those people who you know have overlooked, who might be overlooking them and might just com- might have completely forgotten exactly what they did in the off season. And and plus, you know, let's not forget, you just improve even with the guys that stayed there. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I think these guys can can surprise a whole lot of teams. And they could come out the division winner. I mean, I know in this little paper here I have, uh, who the hell is this? It's GoEerie.com. Uh, I just picked it out real quick just to help on the starting five. Uh, but according to these guys, like going back to the Sixers here, it says they believe they can be in the hunt for a number two seed in the East. Well, we'll see. But to be honest, I think I, I think I would actually give the Nets a better chance at that than the Sixers, to be honest. And I might even give the Celtics a better chance than both of them to do that. But in, in, for sure, the Nets will be competing in games this year. And as I said, it would not surprise me if they make the playoffs. Raptors, on the other hand, I don't I mean, I don't know if they've done enough. To improve that much more from their current state. I mean, Lowry's a good player. Landry Fields, nah, nice little shooter. DeMar DeRozan, and a good scorer. Needs to work on his rebounding. Andrea Bargnani, 
you know, pretty uh, pretty all around guy. I think he might have to improve his defense, but most European players have to. Uh, you know, being a forward, you might want to uh, get a couple more boards. And then Jonas Valanciunas, I mean, you know, he might show up the front line. And so maybe they might they might have a good front core in terms of scoring. You just need these now. You just need to get these guys rebounding and playing D. But right now, from what I can see, the Raptors are probably going to come last in the division once again. So, I mean, from based on what I'm looking here, the Celtics may just come out the winners again in the Atlantic Division. But I wouldn't, you know, put it past the Nets being able to win this thing, even over the Sixers, who have actually made the playoffs these last couple of years. So, again, me, I'm going to go ahead and say that either the Celtics or the Nets will win the division. And if one of the other guys surprises me, eh, good for them. But right now, my nod is for the Celtics or Nets to come out of the Atlantic Division and, of course, guaranteeing themselves a playoff spot. All right, after this, it's the Southeast Division, and we're in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat... And, of course, we all know that they won the NBA championship. LeBron, the story was vindication. Summer LeBron with the Olympics and all that good stuff. And the starting five, as follows, is basically the same as last year's. It's Mario Chalmers, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Shane Battier, Chris Bosh. As previously mentioned, they added Ray Allen. They also added Rashard Lewis. And, to be honest, I mean... That they even need that. You know what I mean? I mean, they won the title last year with the squad they had. And so now they had a, a shooter like Ray Allen. They, and then they also had another good outside shooter, Rashard Lewis. So they might be better than last year. But also, Ray Allen, a little old. I know I know he's not a starter. No comes off the bench. But even coming off the bench, you have to guard people. And other teams may be able to take advantage of him when he's on the floor as a defensive liability. And the same goes for Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis... They were really uh, not necessarily the strongest defender, and especially since he became a three-point shooter. So, again, though, I mean, I just don't see anyone toppling them in the Southeast Division. I mean, I mean, after them in the Southeast, it's the Atlanta Hawks. And the Atlanta Hawks, it's, it's almost as if they exist to just go ahead and let us down. It's almost like, it's almost like what they exist for. I mean... I mean, they, you know, they, they lost to the Celtics in six games in the first round last year. That was, that was, of course, the previous season they got out of the first round when they defeated the Magic. And their starting five is Jeff Teague, Devin Harris, Deshaun Stevenson, Josh Smith, and Al Horford. And if this is correct, because Teague, Harris, and Stevenson all have the guard designation, that would mean the Hawks are running a three-guard system, which is not unheard of. I remember the, the the Suns of the, what was it, the early zeros when Jason Kidd was still there. They were running a three-guard system. And, you know, they made the playoffs those couple years in a row. So it's not as if you can't do anything with that, and especially in today's NBA, which is more a small man league in a way. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. Of course, you lose the scoring that Joe Johnson brought you. And... I mean, I don't know. It's just one of these teams again <clears throat> that you you see them just sort of staying in place between fourth and sixth seed somewhere in that area. They just I don't know. They, they always seem to be good. They're always good enough to make the playoffs, but that, that's really about it. I mean, that's that's the way the Hawks have always sort of been. Just good enough to make the playoffs and then nothing else. So I don't know. I mean. 
who knows? I'm surprised and get out the second, uh, get out the first round again. But we'll see. With the Hawks, though, I'm pretty sure they'll make the playoffs. All right. Up next is the Washington Wizards. They missed the playoffs last year, of course. Starting five is John Wall, Jordan Jordan Crawford, <laughs> Trevor Ariza, Emeka Okafor, and Nene. And when Nene got there, they seemed to play quite well. I mean, I don't know what it was, they, but they seemed like a different team. I don't know if it was Nene's leadership alone that sort of changed things. But when Annette got there, they, the games from, from when he got there to the end of the season, they just seemed to play more competitive. They just they just seemed like a more cohesive unit. And again, I don't know if it was on leadership alone or the combination of Nene's leadership and talent. But for whatever reason, they just played better. So this team, the Wizards, they may not make the playoffs. They, they probably won't. But they'll probably win more games than people expect them to. I mean, you know, now, obviously last year was a 66-game season, so the record was 20-46. and 46. And who knows? They'll probably, they might get to 30 this year, and, and that'll be signs of improvement. So I think these guys might win a few more games than people think they will. And if nothing else, with John Wall there, you know, they're an exciting team to watch. I just threw him and his point guard play. Again, they might win up to 30 games this year. So... Don't, don't put it past them. All right, up next is the Orlando Magic. And, well, they finished 37-29, um, well, of course, again, 66-game season. And they lost to the Pacers 4-1 in the first round. But, of course, that team was quite different than what we're going to see now. You know, the starting five is Jameer Nelson, Aaron Aflalo, Hito Turkoglu, Glenn Davis, Nikola Vucevic, and of course the man that's missing is Dwight Howard. But Dwight Howard isn't the only loss they they had this season. They also lost Ryan Anderson, who maybe wasn't too well known, but Ryan Anderson was actually actually averaged a double double last season. You know, a, a, a lot of people I'm sure realize that, but Ryan Anderson had about a 16.10 boards a game average and he's not here either and that would have helped but for whatever reason the magic felt the need to let him go and which is amazing to me because you just lost Dwight I mean I'm not to say that Ryan Anderson is probably going to do what Dwight Howard did but nonetheless it was still production for you and it was still something that hey you have a bit of a core guys that you can work with but apparently the Magic didn't want to work with it. And so now, you know, this, this squad that I see, just starting five alone, without without Anderson and without Howard, I don't see what it can do. I mean, I just don't know how successful they're going to be. They might actually end up with less wins than the Wizards, who I just mentioned. I mean, I, 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 I it wouldn't surprise me that that would be the case at the end of the season. When you just look at the standings and it has Wizards more wins than Magic, it really wouldn't surprise me. So, again, and the whole Dwight Howard thing, I mean, you know, if you've heard my, my show before, you heard my take on basketball, everyone knows that I really wanted Dwight Howard to stay. I didn't want him to follow the Shaq thing. I, I wanted him to be his own man, you know, stay there. 
You'll get the pieces around you. Just hold on. You've already made it to the finals. I mean, just wait. You'll get there again. I really, truly believe, you know, at the very least, they would contend a few more. uh, At least there'll be two seasons minimum in which they would have been serious contenders for the championship. And he didn't want to be patient. And and I'm a little down about that, being that he was one of my favorite players as well. But. His, it was his decision. You know, he, want, he wanted to leave. He didn't want to stay. And what can you do about it? So, again, Magic, without him, without Ryan Anderson, I don't know if they're going to, uh, I don't know, sure, what the drop-off will be in wins. It may be as many as 20. Of course, you add those extra games, it could be 30. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the Bobcats. And the Bobcats, starting five is Kemba Walker. Gerald Henderson, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Byron Mullins, and Brendan Haywood. And I'm surprised no other team looked at Brendan Haywood. He's a serviceable guy. I'm surprised Brendan Haywood had a and I do mean had to go to the Bobcats because either that or get a nine of five. And I'm pretty sure an NBA player would wanna lengthen his career than have get a nine of five. So again, the Bobcats, I mean what the hell is there to say about him, man? They doesn't look like they're going to improve anytime soon. I mean, Michael K. Gilchrist, they need a little bit more help than that, don't they, folks? Kemba Walker, they put him at point. I don't know if he should be moved over to shooting, but... I mean, because I just think he's better suited for it to, to concentrate on scoring, but I'm not the coach, I'm not the GM. I don't know, I just... Bobcats, no more than 15 wins... I hate to say it for them. Maybe no more than 10. I mean, they, these guys need a lot, a lot of help. And, I mean, obviously, Kimmel Walker, still young. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, rookie. After that, you just try and build what you can in the following se- in this following offseason. Just try and pick someone up in free agency. You're going to have a good draft pick again. So, you draft as well as you can. And... Other than that, man, I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't know what else to say for all you Bobcat fans. I really don't. I just hope the future's a little brighter for you guys. That's for sure. All right, up next, we have the Central Division, and of course, we're still in the Eastern Conference, and we have the Indiana Pacers, who lost to the Heat 4-2 in the Eastern Conference semis. And, in my opinion, had they not imploded in games four or five, they actually, for they were the ones. They actually should have been up 3-1 in this series. I, I mean, I don't know what happened that game four, the implosion that they had. But they actually should have gone up 3-1 in the series. And all you had to win was win one more game. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, you know, barring another implosion or, you know, had they won that game and barring an implosion occurring, I think they could have pulled it off. I think they could have won in the second round 4-1, 4-2. Instead, they implode. They lose their heads. They're the ones on the short end of the stick. And now they kind of have to ponder what could have been, what could have happened. And now they're left here. Not necessarily wasting a year. Because in sports, uh, very rarely do you waste a year. You either just have good years or bad years. And in sports, there really isn't wasted years. <laughs> to quote a phrase from one of my favorite bands. Uh, they really don't have you know, wasted years. I mean, every once in a while, you see a team that just completely does waste things, waste a season. But, but the Pacers again, it's just 
you have to go back to the drawing board or or if nothing else just make sure you don't implode <laughs> so this starting five for the, for the Pacers is George Hill, Paul George, Danny Granger, David West, Roy Hibbert. Basically the same thing as last season. There really is no need to change it. And, I mean, again, just on experience alone, they should get better. Just on experience, they should improve. They should, once again, if not finish first in the division, then finish no worse than second. And, of course, the team that they would finish second to would be the Bulls. But the Bulls are going to be left without Derrick Rose for a while. So the Pacers should be able to get enough wins to maybe get them the division win and at least home court advantage for at least the first two rounds or definitely without a doubt the first round. And I hope the Pacers, for their own sake, really take advantage of Derrick Rose not being on the Bulls because, again, the team is still set. Everything's there. They just need to go out, not lose their heads, you know, just build on their experience, and they'll be all right. And as for the aforementioned Bulls, they, of course, lost to Philadelphia 76ers 4-2 in the first round. Of course, many people believe that the the series would have been different with Derrick Rose. And not just believe that, but let's face it, it would have been different with Derrick Rose there. And But you have to do what you can, you know, and when the guy's not there, you just have to do your best and... Just try and fight through it. You know, they, they couldn't. You know, they did. They tried. They tried. But sometimes when someone does so much for a team, you just can't overcome what they do. And, of course, since Derrick Rose is going to be out, Kirk Heinrich, who re- returns to Chicago, gets put into the starting five. So he's the starting point while Derrick Rose will be out. Richard Hamilton, Lowell Dane, Carlos Boozer, Joaquim Noah. So they're still the same in the starting five. So if it wouldn't be for Rose's injury... The starting five would still be the same. Of, of course, the Bulls, though, they lost Kyle Korver. I know I saw that on the waiver wire. And I believe they might have even lost a Sheik, which you know may not be the biggest of names to people. But when you have a team set and built pretty much the best, you know, the best that a coach can build it to fit his style and his system, losses like that hurt. And, and of course, Korver kept a lot of the perimeter perimeter uh, shots you know he's able to drain a lot of those which open things up in the middle so we'll see we'll see if that Kyle Corver loss actually hurts more than people think it might all right moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks missed the playoffs last year and they might miss them again this year because we have the Nets as I said the Nets have improved themselves and and, of course, the other teams are still there. The Knicks, the Bulls, the Heat, the Celtics. All of them are still there. The Sixers are, are are there as well. So, again, man, it may not be the best of times for for the good old Bucks. Still, though, they did bring in Monte Ellis la- last season. So, the starting five is Brandon Jennings, Monte Ellis, Mike Dunleavy Jr. And this is here or Tobias Harris. But I'm going to go ahead and lean that Dunleavy Jr. is going to be the starter. Urson Ilyasova and Samuel Dallenbear. So Samuel Dallenbear, he will definitely show up the front court. Now, you're trading more or less for all, all intents and purposes. Because obviously Andrew Bogut was traded to the Warriors, but you're, in a manner of speaking, in terms of personnel, you're trading Bogut's offense 
for Dallin Bears defense. I know he's older, not as young as he used to be in <laughs> Beckham Philly. But if you even if you saw what he did last year in Houston, he he had some surprise games too. I remember there was a little stretch of about five, six games where Dallin Bear was scoring about 14, 14 points, getting 10 to 12 boards, and of course his usual two blocks. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he might be able to pull some of that off in Milwaukee. So all you Bucks fans, that coupled with Brandon Jennings and Monte Ellis scoring, so now you have two two guards <clears throat> who can score for sure. Now I know Mike Dunleavy has always been able to do his little scoring too for, for you know good shooter there. And but Ellis and Jennings now you have two bona fide scorers in the front in the front. Uh, excuse me, the front the backcourt there, <clears throat> and. You know, it was so was done his job, little job. You know, he was thir- he was thirteen points, eight point eight rebounds a game last season. So, forty five percent three point shooter. So that's not bad at all. So he can he can light it up from the outside when he has to, or you know when he's called upon to. And he still gets his, his eight boards a game, which isn't bad. And then Dallenberg there now, if he's a starting center, you know he he averaged seven points a game. Well, he he did average seven points a game, but he also averaged seven rebounds a game. Again, those are his averages. And this is coming off the bench because in Houston he came off the bench. He was not the starter in Houston, and still he's able to get seven boards off the bench. And now he's a starter. You know the points may not improve. I mean, I get better. I'll admit that. Of course, with Jennings Ellis, they'll take care of the scoring anyway. But Dallenbear may be able to pull in about ten to twelve boards this season. The coming now that he'll be a full starter. Milwaukee, if they don't make the playoffs, they'll come close. I think they'll come close. I think they'll be just a couple games away. If not fully in, but again, the East, a couple of teams seem to get a little better. So we'll see if they're able to get themselves in. All right. Up next is the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then, like a couple of the other teams that we just mentioned already, are also work of progress. Obviously, they missed the playoffs last season. Still, the starting five will be Kyrie Irving, Deion Waiters, CJ Miles, Tristan Thompson, and Anderson Vatajau is still the center and... I'm sorry, Cavs fans, but I'm pretty sure you guys are th- are asking your GM, why in the world did you give Anderson Vatajau such money, so much money? You gave him all that cash. And, I mean, his averages were 10 and 11 last year, which isn't bad. His averages were 10 and 11. And I guess they figured him to be an important piece of the team. But that's when a certain someone was still there. And... That person isn't there anymore, and in fact, you know the whole roster from those days isn't there anymore, other than him. I mean, still for what for what Anderson Vadajal does, I want to get him all the money that he got, man. But again, Cavs, I, I see them same thing, missing the playoffs, finishing towards the bottom of the division, and I mean, I, I mean, what else? What else can they really be right now at this point in time? I mean, again, as we said, they're still work in progress, still young as heck. And again, the good thing for them is that if they finish bad again, you at least get the lottery pick. And from there forward, you should definitely be able to see improvement or should see improvement from the Cavs. But all right, moving on to the last team in that division, which is the Central. Is the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons. Their starting five is projected to be. Brandon Knight. Rodney Stuckey. Tayshaun Prince. Jason Maxeel. And Greg Monroe. Basically. It's it's pretty much the same thing as last season. And. They really didn't make any major moves. That I'm aware of or remember. 
And I mean, I'm not sure what the hell is to expect from them. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in a good couple of in what about two years here, three, maybe even going on four now. And I mean, they have they have some good players. You know, Rostick was a good player. Jason Maxfield you know, was, was good almost from the point he got there. Tayshawn Prince is still producing what he's producing when he's not injured. And, you know, Greg Monroe, out of the starting five, was actually the leading scorer at 15 points. And I don't know. At, at the end of last season, they played, they played better than what they had, you know, the previous couple years. But I don't know if they can keep that up for an entire season or if they're ready to keep it up for an entire season. But <clears throat> Pistons, I kind of see them again missing out on the playoffs. Who knows? There might be him and the him the, them and the Bucks might be the ones who keep themselves out <laughs> with all the <clears throat> fighting for the the division and 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 wins here and there. So again, though, I mean, if they do make it, it'll be barely. But I see almost the same exact eight. Being honest, making it out of the East, other than. Maybe one or two teams that might change out, like the Nets might knock someone out. But for sure, the Pistons, if they get in, it'll be no better than the seventh seed. But, hey, at least you're in. Shows improvement. All right, now we're going to flip over to the Western Conference. And we are going to go ahead and start off in the Southwest Division. And the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs lost to the Thunder 4-2 in the Western Conference Finals. All those old legs, huh? So they had a little more life than people think. <laughs> Starting five here. And it's projected to be Tim Duncan, Boris Diaw, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, and Tony Parker. And I'll, and to be honest, why would you even bother breaking that? You know, the, the the starting five up or any anything else. You know, Manjinobi still coming off the bench. I believe he's uh, going to enter the season injured, though. So, he might miss the first couple of weeks there with injury. But, I mean, the the, the Spurs, once again, finished the best, red, the best record in the West the last two seasons. And they lost in the Western Conference Finals this season. This past season, excuse me. And it was to just a young Thunder team that just almost just... Blasted him out of nowhere, man. It was almost like an ambush because the Spurs had gone up two nothing in the in the series, and all of a sudden the Thunder, you know, they just won four straight. And I didn't see that happening. I'm not sure how many of us. I'm not sure if anyone did. I'm pretty sure a two zero Spurs lead. They thought everyone thought, well, this is already over. I mean, even if they lose one, everyone probably expected them to steal one from the Thunder. You know, in in Oklahoma City. So they'll come out of there 3-1. All, all they had to do now is win one more game. And nothing. <laughs> the Thunder just came out of nowhere. But this is the year that also tell us whether the, the future Spurs players, you know, whether they're ready to show up or whether they're ready to do something. Because, you know, the one player still there, Kawhi Leonard Young, of course, and Danny Green, and Tony Parker, for all the years he's, having, he, he's had in the league, still decently young. Spurs, though, let's let's face it, we all see them in the playoffs within the first three seeds. So, again, their their spot is pretty much assured. All right, next up is the Memphis Grizzlies, who lost to the Clippers in seven games in the first round. They had that amazing comeback, unfortunately, happened to them in what was the game one, I believe it was. I mean, wow, I just... <laughs> <laughs> that was just incredible, man. I mean, 
I just can't believe that that even happened. And in the playoffs, no less. Maybe uh, it might sneak away once every six, seven, eight years. Maybe someone does it in the regular season. In the playoffs, that's something different. And starting five for this season will be Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Rudy Gay, Zach Randolph, Marco Sol. And, again, th- these guys should make it to the playoffs once again. There's really no reason for them not to. I, I mean, I, ju- I just can't see how. I mean, I mean, the, the squad just seems to be just built damn well, too well to miss the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna try and hope to play better, get out the first round. You know, every team who makes the playoffs, that's what they hope for that they can get out of the of the first round, or just do better than what you did the previous playoff appearance. So Grizzlies will be gonna do the same. And again, I should they should make the playoffs. All right, up next is the Dallas Mavericks, who were swept in the first round by the Oklahoma City Thunder. And starting five is, you know, up until, well, until he comes back. For now, it is, this is listed as Nowitzki. Then it's Sean Marion, Darren Collison, O.J. Mayo, who I guess quite never lived up to what we all thought he was going to be in the pros and in Memphis. And, of course, the center is Chris Kamen. And with Nowitzki out, they may lose too many games in the stretch that Nowitzki's out to be able to, to be able to come back and make the playoffs. I really think that with Nowitzki out, they'll lose one too many games and they'll miss the playoffs. I really just think, do think they do. I just I can't see them making the playoffs if they lose one too many games in the regular season. So. With the Mavs, I don't know, man. This may be the one year if they do make the playoffs, they may not be better than seventh seed because overcoming Nowitzki's loss or in terms of him on the court and the losses they would gain because of him not being there would just be way too damn much. All right. After that, it's the Hornets. And the Hornets, I don't see the Hornets making the playoffs. I mean, I mean, the starting five is Eric Gordon, Graves Vasquez, Alfa Rucaminu, Anthony Davis, the rookie, and Robin Lopez. So you know they're still they're still gelling. They're 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 still gonna try and get together, and and one season I don't know if they can do it. And you know I mean we've seen team we have seen teams come together. You know like young teams I mean, and be able to pull it off. But the Hornets I just don't see them being able to do it. At least for sure not now, not yet. And so I'm gonna go ahead and say the Hornets. Sorry, but it's another season where you missed the playoffs. All right, after this, we have the Houston Rockets. And their starting five is Jeremy Lin. Well, it's Kevin Martin here, but this obviously was made before the trade. Uh, James Harden now, I'm going to assume. They, of course, have Omer Sheik now. Chandler Parsons and Patrick Patterson. So that obviously means that they believe Patrick Patterson is ready to come in and, and start because he's been in the NBDL for a couple years before they brought him up. Chandler Parsons, of course, is... Replacing Chase Budinger, who's up in Minnesota now. Jeremy Lin, of course, came from over from New York. And, of course, James Harden came in the Oklahoma City trade. And, of course, Kevin Martin was sent up to New Orleans. And I don't know, man. This team could be one of those few teams. Well, it could be the one team that will actually surprise you. For This may be the team. That might take the Mavericks spot. So, you know, the Mavericks, me, especially seeing with Novitsky there, 
might finish seventh or eighth, you know, just able to recover. But if they can't recover enough, maybe the Rockets are one of those teams that can take their spot. I mean, no one's expecting much of them, but you never know. All those young guys coming together, the good old argument of, ah, they don't know any better, etc. Hey, man, they just might go ahead and do this. They might just replace the Mavs in the, in the, in the playoffs. All right, after this, we have the L.A. Lakers, and everyone all knows what they did this uh, past offseason. They lost to the Thunder in five games in the Western Conference semis. But I think it's safe to say that this team that they have now is just a little different. And yes, since we're on the Lakers now, we have moved on to the Pacific Division. The starting five is Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Ron Artest, I'm sorry, I refuse to call him Meta World Peace after what he did. There's nothing peaceful about that. So I will dub him Ron Artest. Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard. And, well, you know, this team, it's safe to say, will make the playoffs. And, again, though, having the squad doesn't guarantee you the championship. You know, LA tried this before when it was Kobe... Shaq, Carmelo, Gary Payton, you know, and then Derek Fisher was the the point guard. No, no, excuse me, the shooting because Kobe was actually moved to small. So they tried this before. Of course, those guys were a little bit older. Dwight Howard isn't as old. Steve Nash is as old, <laughs> you could say, but Dwight Howard isn't, you know, compared to what Malone was. You know, Metal World Peace still isn't there either. Neither is Gasol to what Malone and GP's age were. Nash is about the only one, and Kobe, too. You could kind of compare it to the age of those guys that they brought in. But this roster, I mean, the way the way it is now, just for just the starting five alone, they'll get you into the playoffs, man. And how good is their championship run? I don't know, because the team below them isn't, didn't, you know, isn't too bad either. They, and they, they've kept some guys, and they added some guys. And, of course, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Clippers which will be starting Chris Paul, Willie Green, Blake Griffin, Karam Butler, and DeAndre Jordan. And even though it was out for a couple of weeks, Grant Hill is added to the roster. Chauncey Billups' experience and leadership stayed with the Clippers since they, you know, uh, resigned them. And I just, man, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a hell of a, it's going to be a hell of a fight. I'll tell you that between those two teams. I mean, the Lakers shouldn't automatically be giving the one or two seed or even the three seed, man, because the, the Spurs are still going to be there. The Clippers, as I said, the moves they made, they're going to be there. Uh, they may contend a whole lot better than what people think. And, of course, there's the Oklahoma City Thunder, which I will get to. Uh, but, bef- but before I do, I'll go ahead and finish off the Northwest Division here with the following teams. And the first of those teams, the Golden State Warriors, their starting five will consist of Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Brandon Rush, David Lee, and Andrew Bogut. Obviously, this team's going to need some gelling because that's just so many moves that they made. I mean, for sure, Andrew Bogut and David Lee are going to learn how to play with each other. I mean, two big men, both double-double machines. And they're they're probably, for sure, on the offensive end. They're going to have to try and work things out they're going to try and get together and and realize okay how do we 
play together, you know, on the offense for sure. On the defense, you know, everyone's able to play on defense. It's on offense that's really the problem. How do we play on offense? And that's always been the problem no matter what team, no matter what era. Defensive side, everyone can play on defense pretty well. No matter who the hell you are, there's never really going to be an argument over, oh, that was my block, my steal. No, on defense, everyone plays together. There's no me, 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 or I, I, I in defense. Offense will be a different story. Stephen Curry, of course, we might have to take up more of the load now that Monte Ellis is gone. Clay Thompson, he averaged 12 points last year. So that's not too bad. Brandon Rush had 9-3 and three last season. But I don't know, man. They're going to have to... They're going to really bump up the scoring. And the defense, we'll see I mean, how exactly how good they are. I mean, but... I'm going to see them missing the playoffs again. I really am. I just don't see what they can really do. I mean, I mean, Bogut gets injured so often. Curry, not that far behind. So, we'll see what's up. All right. After this, it's the Phoenix Suns who missed the playoffs. Their starting five is Goran Dragic, Jared Dudley, Michael Beasley, Luis Gola, and Marcin Gortat. And even though, I mean, that's seem so great to people I think it might actually be an improvement from what they had last year considering that Vince Carter was there, Grant Hill was there, Steve Nash was there for whatever reason I think this little starting five now granted they won 33 games last year so there were 500 because it was 66 game season 33-33 missed the playoffs this Sun squad it wouldn't, you know, again, surprise me if they were an eighth seed or even a seventh seed. It wouldn't surprise the hell out of me at all. I mean, I, I see these guys. I can see them making the damn playoffs. I really, really can. I mean, it again, it, doesn't, it may not sound like much. When you, you know, when you look at the, when you listen to the starting five, again, it's Goran Dragic, Jared Dudley, Michael Beasley, Luis Gola, Marcin Gortat. doesn't seem like much. But I think this little squad will be better than people are going to give it credit for. And these guys might snag a playoff spot from someone who was expecting to make it. Just the way the Rockets, I think, can take maybe the the Mavs spot. The Suns could take someone else's spot, too. And we'll see. Maybe one of the following teams is the ones that they steal the spot from. But for now, I'm going to finish off the Northwest Division finally here with the Sacramento Kings. Their starting five, of course, is Isaiah Thomas, Tariq Evans, James Johnson, Thomas Robinson, who's the rookie from Kansas, and DeMarcus Cousins. These guys, I think, are still going to need about one more year to improve. I mean, it's a nice little squad, right? especially when it comes to Evans, DeMarcus Cousins, of course, and Thomas Robinson. I think Thomas Robinson is going to step in and, in my eyes, make an immediate impact. I just don't. I just honestly, seriously, I just don't. I think. Even with all that, they're still a little bit lacking. And that's why I don't see them making the playoffs. But there is there is a good foundation there. And success should come in the future. All right. Now we're going to finish off the Western Conference here. And for all intents and purposes, the entire league with the Northwest Division. And, of course, we're going to start off with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who lost to the Miami Heat in five games. Also, Westbrook. Is of course the starting guard, along with Tawasa Falosha, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins. 
Of course, with the deals we've just made recently, we all know now that James Harden is gone, but they brought in Kevin Martin. And Kevin Martin is a, a 20 points a game guy. So, on this team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're not even asking for that from him. So, feeling, feeling less pressure to score from Kevin Martin, he may actually do more scoring. That, and of course, they have Perry Jones III, who everyone, for whatever reason, passed on. And of course, the guys from, from last season, just the team that they already had last season. So... Again, man, I these guys will definitely be in the playoffs. But with the Clippers improving, with the Lakers improving, it may not just it may not be so easy. It may not be just oh yeah, we're back here again. So again, man, it's gonna be a little tougher this season than maybe what it was last season. The Spurs, of course, are still there. So again, they just have to keep their heads and their wits about them, man, because they don't want to slip up. Here and there, and next thing you know, you're fifth or sixth seed after making the finals. All right, the Denver Nuggets are next on the agenda. Lost to the Lakers in seven games in the first round. Their starting five was Ty Lawson, the added Andre Godala, Danilo Gallinari, Kenneth Fareed has been moved up to the starting spot, of course, since Nene's gone. And they have Costa Kufus. So, they've made the playoffs. And I'm not sure if they've even missed it in the George Carl era. Maybe they missed it one time. These guys should go back to the playoffs again. How high to how high a seed? I don't know. It depends what everybody else does around them. You know, meaning the over the Thunder. That's an automatic. I'm gonna give them automatic three. The Lakers are not an automatic three in terms in terms of top three seed. So the Lakers will be top three. The Thunder will be top three. The Spurs are probably going to be there. So that means the fourth will probably be the Clippers. And they might come in fifth or sixth, the Nuggets. So, again, man, spots not as automatic as people thought maybe for the eight teams last season. There's going to be some shuffling around. Like I said, because the Mavs, I think, are going to be as good. And then the Suns, I think the Rockets are going to be better than last season. So, again, the Nuggets need to make sure that they win every game that they can, man. Because any little slip-up of two or three games... And you could be out the playoff hunt. All right. Up next is the Jazz, who made the playoffs last year. Got swept in the first round by the Spurs. Their starting five is Mo Williams, Gordon Hayward, Marvin Williams, Paul Millsap, and Al Jefferson. And again, this team, and based on what the other teams have done, maybe last season, if a preview, I would give them an automatic spot. Not this year, man. Not with the, some of the teams and what I think they're going to do. I just don't see an automatic playoff spot for them. I mean, they're, I'm not sure they're strong enough to have a guaranteed playoff spot. And if you're hearing some rumbling on your audio, it is because construction is going on again. And again, I don't know if it's, I don't know if the microphone's picking it up. I could just be saying all this for nothing. But if you do hear a little rumbling sound or on the mic, it's because they're doing construction right next door to the studio. And everything is shaking as we speak. So, uh, again, I don't know if the mic's picking it up. But I just thought I'd let you know in case it did pick it up and everything starts, you, know, you hear this rattling sound on the mic. All right, Utah Jazz, as I said once again, I'm not guaranteeing them a playoff spot. Not with what I think some of the other teams can do this season. And one of those teams could be the T Wolves. The starting five, on, this is because Rick Rubio's out, 
is Luke Renauer, Brandon Roy, Andre Karolinko, Kevin Love, and Nikola Pekovic. Oh, well, Kevin Love is actually going to be out for a, a few weeks here, so... And, and Ricky Rubio is going to be out as well. So maybe they could have done something. But now with Rubio and Love out, who knows? I love the Andrew Kirilenko pickup. He, maybe, he was a bit of a forgotten man, but he's a jack of all trades. And if he plays anywhere near what he did in the Olympics, then, man, this guy is going to be a surprise for the league. Or actually, he's just going to go back to what he used to be. He was a... It was a jack of all trades, man. This guy would get points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. I mean, he would get almost he get he get one of blocks, one of steals, and and stuff like that, and at least five of five boards and thirteen, fourteen points. And this guy was just all over the place. And maybe playing in Russia, and then of course in the Olympics, he's ready to get back to that. And and this team, it could still do something, man. Because look, right now we're still a good, still a good point guard. He started for Rubio before, so it's not as if he, he doesn't know how to come in from him. It's not as if he forgot how to be. It's not as if he forgot how to be a starting point guard. Remember, he was a starting point in Seattle, and and when Ricky Rubio was healthy, he and and Rubio Ridenour that is, they would actually start together. So there were instances when Ridenour and Rubio would start together. So. Again, this team could still do something, man. Because even though Kevin Love's gonna be out for a few weeks, and so is, and Rubio's still gonna be out a good while, they might still be able to string enough wins for when those guys come back that they might make a playoff run. All right, the next team here, and look who it is. It's the Portland Trailblazers, and their starting five is Damian Lillard, a rookie, Wesley Matthews, who's coming over from Utah, I believe, Nicholas Batum, Lamarcus Aldridge. And J.J. Hickson and the Blazers, again, I already said that there's a couple teams that I think have improved themselves enough to fight for a playoff spot. And I hadn't even mentioned the Blazers yet, who, you know, have been there, who missed the playoffs in the shortened season. But that was a bit more of an aberration or an anomaly. And because for, what, for the roster that they have or how good they are, I don't think... They really should have missed the playoffs, but again, I mean, because they were remember when they when the season started, they were on fire. I think when they started the season off, they were fourteen and two, something like that. And then somewhere along the way, I believe it was an injury to Aldridge that was in there, and a couple other things that uh, a couple of key guys, and and just for whatever reason, they just dropped off. And I just do not see that happening again. And they're one of the teams that should make the playoffs again, or at the very least, are going to contend for one. Like I said, so all these spots. From last year, not all eight teams in my mind are gonna make it again. It's not a guarantee, you know. And and usually you can say that for either conference, but for sure in the West, I think it's gonna be a hell of a shakeup in their playoff spots from one season to the next. The East seems a little bit more stable, if you will, but the West, I think it's gonna go back to at least for this one season for sure. You know, I don't want to jump the gun for the next two three years, but for sure for this season. It looks like it's going to be the way it was in the mid to late zeros, which is, you know, of eight playoff spots, there's 11 teams capable of making them. So for me, this season, the East's a little bit more stable in terms of which teams are going to make the playoffs or which teams are going to repeat playoff appearances compared to the West. And I think the West is going to be more wide open to who's going to make it and who's not. But the, the, the top level teams 
in the West for sure. The Lakers, the Thunder, the Spurs, and I'm going to put the Clippers in there now. And the East, of course, it's the obvious guys. The, the champions are always number one. They're always the team that you consider the best of a conference, if not the whole league. So it's going to be the Cavaliers for sure. I'm still going to put the Celtics up there, despite their age and all that. The Bulls are there, with or without Rose. The Bulls still have a good squad, so I'm going to put them up there, the cream of the crop. And I mean, if I have to go with the number four, I'm going to go with the Nets. See, again, the top tier of, of the, the conferences, it's a little bit more balanced with the West, at least if you ask me. But the top four, again, the Nets could surprise, though, and be a little bit better team than we think. Could be more top tier than we than we think they might be. So, again, folks, that has been the 2012-13 NBA season preview. And on our first ever show for the NBA that I'm calling Intentional Foul. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. And for you first-time listeners, hope you enjoyed it as well. Once again, I am your host, R. Castro Jr., and don't forget, you can uh, see, the, hear, listen to this on sportswood.tv. Go to, or you could have, you know, listen to it on the YouTube channel, sportswood.tv. And you can go ahead and like us on Facebook. And, and of course, that'll be Facebook slash sportswood.tv. And again, I had fun doing this stuff. Hope you guys have fun listening to this stuff. Hope you guys are entertained in every which way. And for those of you who may be new to the show, the little intros that I play to open the shows. I play the full songs at the end of the shows. And so all, all, all the guys that listen to me every week, they, they know this stuff. And something's gone, something happened, though. For those of you who might have listened to my baseball show, which is I call Wild Pitch. There was no song at the end. And I, and I wasn't able to explain it because it, it happened after the recording. But obviously, I record the whole damn show. Let it process and all that stuff. And as I heard it back... The song that I played for that show, I don't know why I did this, but in the middle of the song, it turned into a chopping screwed CD. So it's playing normal for about the first two, three minutes, and all of a sudden there was nothing. It just went. I mean, as I said, it, it turned well, out that there was nothing, but it turned into a chopping screwed CD. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, really? And in case you don't know, because there's areas in the country where they don't do screwed and chopped uh, or chopped and screwed music that just means you slow it down and it, it looks almost like you're watching a you know like a what's the best way to describe it you know it's just it's just real slow it's just it, almost up to two three times as slow so what whatever normal uh, everything is running at normal speed just slow it down about two three times it's like watching an instant replay you know it's a slow-mo everything's happens in at an, in a delay it's almost like what well, that's what chopped and screwed is and so and that's what happened to me, man. And and I tried to upload it that way to you know YouTube and all that. It, it didn't want to let me. So I just said the hell with it. I just chopped off the song. And so that that show Wild Pitch sounds awkward because I just say okay, I'll see you guys. I'm out. And then I cut it off at there. But for this one, I'm gonna hey, go ahead let you guys know. Again, I don't even know how many of you guys even bother even listening to the songs at the end. But if you do, eh, you know, cool. If you don't, that's fine. It's, you know, I'm, I'm we all know that you're here more for the sports side anyway, most likely. Well, not most likely. It's one pictures what you are for your for. I mean, sports is in the damn name of the show, you know, in the name of our website, etc. So me, I just like to add my touch of music in there, just as I guess maybe show you guys just a little about my musical catalog. And this show, I mean, this show, this this song is off the Bully soundtrack, 
it is from an artist known as GT Money. And hopefully you get to hear it. So once again, before I go, before I continue, just let everyone know. If you hear no song, then that means I had to cut it off because it just wigged out on me again. So hopefully, here it is. Hopefully, you get to hear JT Money and who that. Check, check. Yeah. Put him up. Put him up. Yo, yo. JT Money. So Throw late. him up. Throw him up. JT Money. So late. Like you came with the clip, but would you bang with the click if it was thick? Or do you just ride dick? Good player, I don't know you, nigga. Tell me who you with. If you ain't with the squad, you bound to get stars. Sucker boys running mouth, real niggas running yard round. Here we blow trees, don't fuck with OBs. You dick ride niggas, might be the police. Aight, 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 nigga. Yeah, who that? Who that? Huh? Trying to. When we ride it on, see them niggas all pause, dropping digital phones, asking me where you from, cause they want to clone niggas. Them lines, they spit, they want my shit, but game be whack, I turn my back, then hit it, you licking it, sticking it, tell all your friends that you're dicking it, when you know you never get this, hot five shit, nigga, you sick of this, say, who that, who that, no chance, blue that, when you said that you wrote this, have reds on niggas, don't blows to this bitch, don't you deny nigga, don't even try nigga, you making claims that you lame with the fire nigga. That you would say you fucked so late. Every time they turn back, burn track, niggas will say they earn stack, dick, jack, picture that. Say my name and the one who fucked that. Why? Ay, 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 Legendary up in this motherfucker Veteran in this game and still bringing ruckus Never had no time for tricks or no busters I only fuck with that real, I got no luck for suckers All these tiny ass niggas be wanting to wear my shoes Ain't got the slightest of clues or either page of dudes Then these hoes going crazy about Jay, baby The way you show me your love is by the way you pay me My game room being closed, so stay up out of mind Just know I keep niggas up and crump like by the line Motherfuckers be all up in a nigga my shit is like a pop quiz. Nigga, what this is? I, I, Let's go. 